0: Thank you all for tuning into Politics, Religion, and Whiskey—the Josh Terry Podcast, brought to you by Raising Grace Studios. Want to give a big shout out to Par Hopper, our official golf apparel company. Thank you, Jay, for all that y'all have sent me. Uh, also, uh, Gridiron Coffee, Williams Tire, Nobles Networking, our management company, Red Circle. Thank you to all the corporate sponsors and everything. Sorry, I embarrass the shit out of y'all all the time. Uh, I'm still in Nashville. Supposed to have been home. Fucking last week. And Lee Tucker has taught me into staying, and he's hooked me up with some awesome folks that's going to be on the show today. And uh, I would like to introduce y'all uh, Hastings and Co., Miss Kate and Josh. Howdy. What's up? Did I fuck up the name? No, oh. you
1: actually are one of the first people that got it right.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. how, how do they mess it up?
1: They always say Hastings and Co. So I said,
0: Lee told me before we started this, don't say Hastings.
1: I just love how Lee is our innocent bystander. Like, I feel like, lately, I can't do anything without Lee, so it makes sense that you're here.
0: Well, I'm surprised you get to do anything with him (laughs) since he don't get out the fucking recliner.
2: They find me.
1: They find me. (laughs) I'm not hard to find. I know how to find you. (laughs) Honestly, I feel
3: like Lee set the mood. I walked in, and Lee's sitting shirtless in his recliner with his blanket on, and... Yeah. So I've I've been here like I stayed at his house while he was gone
0: to Idaho or whatever. And our buddy Jeff Ham told he me
1: he is a hoe.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, Jeff told me he's like, are you sitting in like Lee's recliner? And I was like, yeah, just I'm watching TV in it right now. And he's like, get out of it. Yeah. And I was why? He's like, I've walked in on Lee Tucker too many times naked in that chair wrapped up in them blankets. Please get out of it. I believe it. It's where I live.
1: If I had a dollar for every time, like we go on a trip or we're at a writer's thing, and I'll, everybody's like, "Oh, I'm hungry," or like, "I want to go do this after," Lee's like, "I just want to get my recliner."
0: That's no. like, all he a, wants to do. I don't know why he goes on vacation. It's your end goal
1: at all times. It
2: is. I love it. I miss it. It misses me. You I can't really miss it. You're
1: that. on top of it right now.
2: Yeah,
0: I don't. Yeah, I was going to say know an why you can actually miss. miss it. You never get out of it. I do.
1: Um, I was promised lunch after this, so let's stay on task.
0: No, no, This is this is the. Yeah, event. this is.
2: Oh,
1: right. this is a, This a cool. is my kind of yeah. show. we just
2: fuck no. around and have a good time. Oh, no, this, this is just supposed
0: to be conversation. People get to know you. Have a good time.
1: Good. Ask me all the hard questions though.
0: I know. I'm, I'm letting you interview me.
1: Oh, okay, absolutely. I'm the um, celebrity here. Wh- okay, that's and that's <laughs> the truth. Where's your hometown, sir?
0: Hell no, uh, <laughs> Eastman, Georgia. What about yours?
1: Uh, New Carlisle, Ohio. I'm in You're Midwest. You're already treating
0: this like an interview. I hate it.
1: Well, I love me, so it doesn't matter. Oh, no, I can
0: tell you love you.
1: <laughs> I love this band. I just love this setting.
0: It is fun. Uh, yeah. To, quick story, because you always got to tell that like, funny shit on here. Y'all yeah, yeah. can't see Kate right now. Uh, Kate's an attractive young lady. First time I met her the other night, I was at a writer's <laughs> round, and she had the worst eyelashes I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I like, think...
1: Worse? Like, that's a matter of opinion. I'm not going to say... And, like, I'm not going to call out my lash girl because this wasn't her finest work. But today, they look normal.
0: Yeah, they're still kind of out there.
1: I like long... Here's my theory, okay? So, I grew up on a farm, right? And, like, when I first got here, everybody was, like, trying to tell me to dress pretty. Like, do the, like, hot blonde country girl everybody thing. Everybody on Broadway. Yes, everybody. Okay, thank you. Yes, so you know what I'm talking about. Yes. And so, like, every anytime you get management or you get a, a deal, like, I feel like everybody's natural inclination is to turn you into that. And I tried it. I gave her hell. Did I not, Josh? hmm Like, I tried to be the pretty girl, and it just, like, that's just not my... It's not who I am. Being a
2: pretty girl just doesn't work for
0: you.
1: No, because <laughs> <if>
2: I'm <laughs> glad you got out of the tutu stage. That was oh, yeah. kind of weird for me. I, it, <laughs> well, I was trying to
1: figure out who I was and how I could be weird me and still like do the like girly girl thing. It and wasn't at The two end twos. of the day, I could no, I couldn't do it. Yeah. So overall, is where it's at. Yeah, and yeah. I loved Big Vinnie and like Trailer Choir. I was really inspired by them and Big and Rich. <laughs> so I was like, why don't I just wear the shit I wore around the farm? And I did that, but here's the thing, here's how you play both sides of the coin. You get the hair extensions and the eyelash extensions, throw on your overalls, and that's like I compensate. So I'm like, okay, I can dress like trash, but dolly on top, trash on the bottom, which I guess like might be dolly just all the way around.
0: Yeah. No it's different.
1: It's I mean, you'll remember me.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Because it looks like I need to give you change. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you
1: can't hurt my feelings. I like it.
0: No, it's well good. Because this is probably going to get rockier. Uh, no, um, Lee brags about y'all. Like, that's one of the best things about being around Tucker is he always gets to introduce me to people. Yeah. And, like, I call him the mayor of Nashville. Because even, like, last night going to see Dylan Carmichael, hey, everybody there is trying to kiss Lee's ass. Oh, for A- everybody sure. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to be around Lee Tucker. It's the weirdest thing. But uh, he had, he's told me about y'all, and uh, I was excited. And then when I actually get to meet you, completely different than I thought you were gonna be. How so? Because you look homeless.
1: Yes, I said that. <laughs> like it's I know. Like, I mean,
0: but I honestly, from like the music he had played me and everything. Yeah. And where I had like I think I'd seen something of you on social media, and I was like, okay, another Nashville girl. No. You don't you don't hit me as a Nashville girl which is a good thing
1: well I actually just came back so I drove six hours like literally just now yeah. this is this was like I almost hit seven hours because I hit traffic which may or may not happen you can sometimes make it to my hometown in five but um it's harvest back home so you go, I go home and I work harvest um, because it's just a great. Money maker, and it's like been our family farm is like you know you know, so important to me yeah, yeah. and so like that's that's the like problem i've had in nashville is i thought i was going to get here and every girl was going to be like me like farm girl rides the hell out of horses farm you know all that stuff and then i got here and i was like oh
0: there's not
3: many country people in nashville no well, not i mean at less all.
1: Than there, right and you kind of had the same experience explain <laughs> your like
3: well, yeah, I mean, I, w- I grew up in 4-H showing cows, and my first job was milking cows for like Pulling six, seven, six, seven, eight years. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we when we finally met and started writing together, we were amazed really quickly at how there were so many people here just like sitting in writing rooms trying to come up with stories about things that we had already lived. So it was, it was just kind of natural that we wrote together because we actually knew what we were talking about.
1: Yeah, I was like, oh, you know what a Jake break is? Okay, cool, let's go. (laughs)
3: How did you two get hooked up?
1: I saw him playing at a writer's round. Um, He was a little bit older, and I would sneak down to this bar uh, in the hotel that my parents stayed at, and the, the bar doesn't exist anymore. There was a writer's round. And I saw him play, and, like, I can play guitar. I'm not, like... It's never been my passion. It's always been a means to an end, like know enough to write. Writing, top lining, that's always been my thing. And for people that don't know songwriting, top, top lining is coming in with the idea and basically just putting the words on top of the music. Top, You know, it is what yeah. it sounds like. But I had never seen someone that like had that like almost celebrity look and was that good at guitar that wasn't famous. And I was <laughs> like, wow, I immediately stalked him on all socials. We went on a sushi date. It was like, nah, we're definitely going to be friends. And it took years later. This band's only three years old. So it took years for us to become like Hastings and Co. And the reason we kept my name is I was just like trying to be one of those Nashville girls. And I was booking um, a ton of shows. And what was always frustrating for me, speaking of you saying like the blonde country, you know, like I'm not what you thought. I was playing so many shows and I also hadn't met very many girls that were a country and B playing the crap out of shows. Like I was on the road 24 seven and that was something you also really enjoyed and you sort of stepped up as band leader Mm -hmm. and then it slowly morphed into he's writing all my songs. Like he definitely deserves half of this. but We kept my name just because I had already been in the booking circuit for so long.
0: Oh, okay, but it is just as much his band. Yeah, I was, I was, I was curious about it. I didn't know. Can we say? uh, I honestly thought for like the longest time this was like boyfriend girlfriend duo, or it was brother sister duo. I didn't know. With the name, it makes it sound that way.
3: Uh, We we get asked all the time if we're uh, sleeping together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But no, we uh, we actually we make a joke out of it on stage and. Almost every show we'll play this Conway Twitty Loretta Lynn duet ah. called uh, "You're the Reason Our Kids Are Ugly." Oh, that's funny. So just to yeah. just to show what uh, what life would be like if we got together, and it's a little chaotic.
1: But if you like something like unscripted and you want to hear the dirty, dirty of the band, like I think that that has been Elise watched it. The big handicap for Josh and I in the dating world because we are a duo. That's not romantic and not brother and sister. It's really hard. Like, almost when another person comes into the situation, there's almost, like... I don't have a good
0: understanding of it.
1: No, yeah. I mean, it's so important that they understand, like, there is no physical attraction. There's certainly chemistry, because you can't make music like that without there being chemistry. But, like, it seems so many people have, like, a problem separating... That we would just be platonic. I mean, I really do think it's more of a brother-sister.
3: Oh, for sure. And but,
2: uh, I mean, how many other people would want their significant other sharing hotel rooms with the opposite sex and them not there? you know?
3: Yeah.
1: And I think that's something we've talked about, like, growing up. And, like, as we get older, that's maybe something that's going to have to change. Because, simply because you love, you will want to love that person enough to show them respect. Like, maybe that won't be what. The future holds. There are places we can put in respect, but it has caused some drama. Uh, yeah,
3: there's been some jealousy issues <laughs> historically. Some historically.
2: <laughs> can we just talk about how Josh looks like a mix between Brad Paisley and Billy Ray Cyrus? It's
1: Wait, like where's an- the? I've never heard Billy Ray Cyrus. That's uh,
3: uh, no I, the cut off sleeves
2: honestly, and the denim and all. That's yeah, just I
0: was thinking like the mullet. mechanic going out to supper
3: club. <laughs> well, that, 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 that's the mechanic a, clubhouse. Yeah, the hey, baby, can I turn house. your wrenches? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I dig.
0: I actually... I, I uh, Me and you were talking about clothes earlier. Yeah. I, I love, like, crazy shit. Like, I love weird fucking outfits yeah. and everything. I dig it. And uh, I, how did you get stuck into the, the vest with no sleeves and wife beater? Okay, so... Back.
1: I guess I actually don't know the, this whole story.
0: I've seen him three times, three or four times ever. He's Same lost outfit. all his sleeves. Well,
3: you got guns <laughs> like that. I'm, yeah, right. I am trying to make enough money at music so I can afford shirts with sleeves. That a boy. You know? No. Uh, we, were, we were playing a show a couple years ago. It was opening, oh, I do remember opening that. for Jake Owen. Oh. And literally, we're in the green room backstage and... I think maybe you had mentioned this at some point, but Kate was like, here, here's some scissors. Cut your sleeves off. And it was like my favorite.
1: No, 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 Now I remember this. Let's not say I just said, cut your sleeves off. Josh brought six winter flannels to a summer (laughs) concert. And we were all like, are you well?
2: He's depressed. (laughs) Just the (laughs) nannies.
1: And so, we were like, dude, this ain't how we do it in a <laughs> and let's circle back to that. It <laughs> didn't God get its man. credence. No,
3: but um I, I don't know. I've gotten back into like just cutting the sleeves off of most of my shirts. And funny story is now I've gone back and looked at like childhood photos of me growing up and I literally have pictures of me wearing denim on denim cut off back when I was in high school. <laughs> So, I like, I've been doing this off and on my entire life. I love the denim on denim. Mm -hmm. I
0: did not know that I liked it as much until me and Lee saw Tyler Childers last year. Yeah. And he had the light denim on denim. And I was like, oh, I am, this is all I'm fucking wearing. And then it got hot. And (laughs) I'm not, I'm a uh, a little bit thicker than you, Josh. And uh, I cannot wear, I cannot wear denim in the summer.
1: Oh, I bet you could. I can't. Mm -hmm. No, I'm
0: telling you, my armpits, I sweat. Like, that would be the only upside to not wearing sleeves all the time. Yeah. Is, I'm telling you, it looks like it's bad. It looks like I've been swimming. I don't know why. I actually
1: think the nicest thing that anyone's ever said to me is that you had this, like, conception of who I was or who we were maybe collectively. And then you saw us and you're like, and you guys look homeless. (laughs) Like, that's actually, because to me it was like, okay, like, it all comes down to authenticity. in Anything you do. Like, it, you always go back to what you know, or you can never sustain. It's not sustainable.
0: Well, it's a breath of fresh air, too, though. Like, with everyone I have to meet, interview from back in the days of working in country radio to doing this now, it's almost like there's this cookie cutter that somebody stamps and yes. then pushes them through the line. It's cool to me when I see people that are, like, go against the grain and they want to make their own way. I love those uh, those britches that girls are wearing on stage now more than than anybody else the with the bell bottoms or, or whatever it is. Oh
1: yeah, Laney Wilson's thing. Larry yeah, that, that
0: one, that one right there. Yeah. yeah. But uh, you know, it's nice to see people doing something different. It, oh, it, it's yeah. cool it's cool to see people doing different. And uh, but goddamn shout out to her and them britches. Oh, she's a oh my beautiful, God. beautiful she woman. Is gorgeous.
1: I think anyone, and again, it seems authentic. I think that's why people embrace her. Like anything yeah. that's real is, to me, more likable now. I also love like if you can take something and make it cartoonish. So like you take the idea of like Josh and I both grew up on farms, and you can just take that and blow it, like, like make it a cartoon almost. Like we almost like do it overboard. Just because it's like, that's what you want to be known for. And that's, that's how people remember us. And I, it's kind of worked because like no one ever, when we go out, people are always like, oh yeah, you're like, people always remember who we are. And I think it's because we look like trash.
3: I literally, now people will see me from the back and they'll see me without sleeves and they'll know it's me from across the bar.
1: See, so, so we've I mean, done it really, right. There's
3: really no way not to.
1: <laughs> we have done it by being trashy. Mm-hmm.
3: That's cool, though. I mean, it really
0: is. I, I, I like it because I'm trash. I'm, I'm 100% Welcome trash. to
1: the club.
0: Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, Lee, you're... <laughs> that's how I met Lee's the high, Lee's the most high-class <laughs> person in here, and that's that's bad.
1: <laughs> when I met Lee, though, like... Um,
0: how, okay, this is a good one. How did you meet him, and Ooh. what was your first thought of him?
1: Oh, I instantly... Oh, our meeting did <laughs> oh,
0: not go well. I was... Okay, yeah. There was no way that you're a female and the first meeting with him went well.
1: <laughs> 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 that, 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 there, there's no... That,
0: that, that's exactly what I was getting to. Yeah. Yes.
1: You tell this story. You haven't had much time on the mic and this is I definitely your your cross to bear. I just
2: know I was drunk at Tin Roof. Saw a cute blonde in a bar on Music Road and she had on a John Deere hat. And I was like...
1: First thing he said is, where are you from?
2: Yeah, where are you from? She's like, Ohio. I was like, oh, you don't know shit about that. Talking about John Deere. You know, she turned around. She's like, bitch, it says owner. And I was like.
1: I turned it around. It was an owner edition. (laughs) Yeah. So so you thought
2: just because she was from Ohio, she didn't know shit
0: about tractors?
2: No, it's just how many girls down here. Where John Deere. Yeah. And don't know a fucking thing about it. Yeah. So that's.
1: I turned it around and I was like, uh, owner edition. He's like, all right, then what you want to drink? Yeah. Like, (laughs) yeah, and we instantly like I think we're both big personalities and we both love people like we can get stuck at a bar talking to the same person for two hours. And so him and I going out is an ideal situation because like ain't nobody got to worry about us. We're fine. We are. We have just made friends with the homeless man across the street. We are good to go and entertain. Yes. But
2: I don't carry cash. I just want him to know that. (laughs) <laughs> oh, he we
1: went there. I don't know if you have to. Edit it. I what? mean you
2: don't get it, she just said, We'll make friends with the homeless uh, person. You don't carry cash. I want I him to know that. that I don't carry cash uh, if he's yeah. listening.
1: He's got I Venmo now. This is this is yeah. the new age.
2: It's fine.
0: The homeless person has
2: Venmo,
1: they have, yeah. To. They have
2: Venmo, and yeah. Shit. I'm not, I'm not Venmoing them. If you can stand out there and hold a sign, you can stand at a cash register. That's exactly how I feel. This just
1: got so weird, but I don't feel that way. You don't don't feel that way? No, uh, I think it's more complicated than that.
0: I don't think it is. I don't. I think that you you have some that probably have mental health issues. That yes, that's one thing.
1: I'm big on the mental health. I am am
0: too. That's like half the shows we do is on mental health awareness. Mm. But uh, no, like I understand if you have that or if you have a disability. But, like, me and him saw somebody yesterday when he was getting off the interstate. Yeah. And this dude should have been
2: at work. Yeah. Like, don't. He had like a $30 Nike hat and a fucking cigarette. Four you can afford $8 pack of cigarettes.
1: Josh knows what story want to tell about my mom. Like, something my mom always says, and I think about this all the time. Like, and you being a mental health advocate, I feel like you'll get it. My yeah. mom is, like, a huge mental health, like, which where we come from, that's super rare. And until it happens to you or until it happens to your child, like, you know, it's easy to turn a blind eye. But my mom um, had her own mental health um, battle when she was way younger. And I never actually knew it until I was older because if you meet my mom, you're just like, she's the most well adjusted, like, strong human you'll ever meet. And so to know that that's a part of her past is crazy. But we would hand, I would always hand homeless people like cash. And someone once said to my mom, like, you know, they're just going to go use that on drugs. And my mom goes, whatever they need that day. And like, she goes, that ain't for me to decide. And it is true. Like, like I, if you're going through withdrawal or you're going through whatever you're going through, like sometimes staying alive is the best you can do. Yeah. And so that is always my argument towards homelessness. There's a huge, huge... Gap between having a cash register job and then getting a home. We all know that. Down payments. We know about like the costs that come with those kind of things. And so, like, I don't think it's as easy as we think it is. And the solution has proven to be a much harder thing than our country is like able to deal with or answer at this point.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're right. But at the same time, that's not every case. Not every case. No, No, that's not every case. No. I'm probably more. On the side of, I think most of them are lazy. I think that, but what you're saying, I mean, I get it.
2: I think drugs has caused a yeah. lot of mental issues.
1: Oh, it, yeah, but and who started that? We, rich people did. start, no, no, no. Rich, if you read, there's a. I didn't
2: smoke the fucking myth for them, I'm just saying. No, and, and that's
1: your own personal responsibility, but there's a, there's a book called Dope Sick, and it literally talks about how basically like rich pharmaceutical companies have created. The, the fallout yeah, of the heroin you're epidemic. You're talking
0: about, like, the opioids yeah, and all that type that. of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, yeah, there's, the, like, yeah. so
1: many, like, angles, and I, I can see your face. Like, you understand what I'm talking about. Yeah, like, there's that, just... Yeah. not. It's not every case, but there are a lot of cases where we failed our, like, citizens at the top level of, like, wealth. And so now it's trickled down into a poverty problem.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I... You, yeah. You're right. I mean, I, I watched a bunch of those docs on uh, like Big Pharma. And I love all, Big Docs. I do, too. I, <laughs> I bet you do. That um, <laughs> just came out weird. Uh, anyway, I'm not talking about pharmaceuticals. Now, this is pharmaceuticals about y'all. This is about y'all. I don't yes. know. We're not, getting to, we're not going to Well, worry. no,
1: no. I mean, mental health is a huge part of our story. I mean, we both lost our fathers in the same year. Um, one tragically and one slowly. And we've often talked about, like... Which was, which would have been better, like your experience was way different than mine. Yeah,
3: just t- tell me
0: about that because I don't, I don't know any of that. If y'all comfortable talking about it, yeah.
1: uh,
3: I mean, my dad uh, got a rare form of leukemia when I was three or four, and passed uh, just over two years ago. Um, so he how old you? Uh, I'm in my thirties. Okay. Um, and yeah, he. I, I spent a lot of my growing up years, like, traveling from one big hospital to another just for him to get experimental chemo because there was hardly any drugs on the market for him. So, uh, yeah, um, and unbeknownst to me, he got close to death a few times. So I'm thankful I got him for as long as I did. But we've talked about that. Like, you know, he, he finally succumbed to a lot of complications, yeah. which, like, the chemo... Didn't just affect his, you know, the cancer, but it started affecting his heart and he started with heart issues and all that stuff. But, um, we've talked about how I, I got to have time with him towards the end and say, like, have all the conversations and make sure there was nothing left unsaid and all that kind of thing. Um, but we've talked about how hard that is, um, to, to watch someone slowly deteriorate Mm -hmm. for decades and then, your- yeah, my
1: my father was. Um, my mom and dad were driving very close to our house, the road we go on all the time. Um, and there was a line truck, and my dad stopped, and the person behind them was going really fast and didn't and pushed them into the other lane of traffic, and then they got hit again. And so my dad was killed in the car accident, and then my mom. Um, they told us she was killed, and so I spent this whole like like 12 hour period believing I would just lost both my parents. And then there was this like miracle that my mom survived after coding three times in care flight. And there was a military doctor that was at the hospital doing, um, and I don't know what the formal like th- he was teaching. Yeah. Um, and the thing about military doctors are they're taught to save at all costs. And so he did, um, the procedure where they open up the rib cage and they massage a person's heart. Um, after, you know, the electronic electrodes don't work and he ended up saving her. And then again, she was, I don't know how long she was in a coma, but they were like, you know, even if she wakes up, it's not going to be your mom because she had lost so much blood to her brain. She had, I'll never forget this phrase, but one of the doctors was like, she's had a colloquial oil change. Like basically every like ounce of blood in her body is not her own at this point. Like it's, they have reinfused, and, um, he's like, so there's no way that blood stayed in her brain enough for her to like sustain memory, blah, blah, blah. Well, miracle side is my mom is 100% my mom. She can't walk. She's learning to, yeah, it's insane. She's learning to walk again. Um, and that's been slow, 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 tons of complications. I mean, the seatbelt did its damage and she has a long way to go as far as like surgeries. Um that's also why I'm home a lot like I music and I've always told Josh this I am not willing to make it at any cost the minute it gets in the way of my family the minute that I sacrifice ever again who I am to make it it doesn't that's just not an option for me anymore so I kind of get the best of both worlds right now like I get to go home be with her it's it's a five-hour drive and then come back here and live this dream, and and she loves chasing it with us too. She helps us design mm-hmm. our merch. Like she's um, incredibly influential in what you and I do. Uh,
3: yeah, when she was like in the hospital, like on like a respirator and all that stuff, she was trying to order shirts for the band. Yeah, like so. writing
1: us notes that she knew she remembered that we were short on merch and we were going out with Craig Campbell, and she was writing down like shirt order numbers. And my brother was like, what is this? And I was like, I think she's trying to tell us to order t-shirts for the band. (laughs) And so like, that's how much a part of like, the band she is. And it makes me also proud that we kept it Hastings & Co. And actually the whole way Hastings & Co. ever came, we knew we were gonna keep like a part of my name, but um, we were cleaning out my dad's barn and we were like saw tons of auction old auction papers and like tons of feedbacks and back, you know, um, I want to say it was probably around the thirties to fifties. That time range is what we found anyway. Everything, every big farming family was so-and-so and co. Yeah. You know, it was like Strauss and co. It was this and co. And I was just like, what a shout out to like where we both came from to use that idea. Mm-hmm. And so, um... It's been cool, and it's been cool for my mom. His mom has stepped up and become, Lauren, really involved, too. Um, Our moms have bonded over this. So there's just so many miracles that have come out of, like, massive tragedy. Now, I'm not going to say I didn't go to rehab over it. (laughs) Um, But, what? I mean, I never trust an artist that's sane. I'm so so
2: glad that we didn't hang out while you were drinking because...
1: Oh, we would have definitely gotten into... We actually did a little bit. But, yeah, like, it was kinda. in its earlier stages.
0: Yeah. So. Well, yeah. Hold, hold on. I don't want to just <clears> skip <throat> over that guy. What? You, you went to rehab for drinking? I did.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not. It was the best I mean, I, I
0: mean, like, for leading up to it, not you going to get... Yeah. Yeah, I don't mean like that. Fuck, um, I'm not heartless.
1: I think everybody should have to go to some sort of, like, self-exploratory program. Because I don't know if it was the drinking or the tragedy that got me there. It's hard to know. Like, Someone asked me, like, do you think you can ever safely drink again? And the answer is probably. Will I? Absolutely not. Like, I never, ever will try that again. Like, that just doesn't... I don't know. I've heard of, like, miraculous cases of people being healed, but there's too much trauma with a capital T in my past now. And I have a reason, i.e. my mom, um, my niece and nephew, um things that I want to see the band flourish like that are just so much more important than like taking a drink. And, and I don't know if I could ever drink normal because of that.
0: I've got a, I've got a buddy. Um, he's probably 10 years sober mm-hmm. and he, he is a, he's a real cool guy, but he tells everybody wherever we go, mm-hmm. they'll, hey just have a drink with us. Just one. Yeah. And he will literally tell everyone that if I have one drink, then by the end of the night, I'm doing shit that I should have never done. Like, if I give myself an inch, I'm going to take a mile.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. That's part of it. And I don't want to ever... See, I don't want to test the theory.
0: Yeah, that's cool. No, yeah. I respect the shit out of that. Uh, when you said, like, self-exploring self-explo- um, programs or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I had to... Uh, I'm, I'm a suicide survivor. So, like, well, in okay. 2010... Uh, for my daughter, or anything I was born mm-hmm. a whole another lifetime ago. I had to go to one of those programs, yeah, and I had to have a fucking long, long look at myself and everything to figure out what the hell was wrong with me. And uh, you're right. Everyone at some point in time needs to some kind of counseling for whatever, or to just take a real hard look at themselves.
1: Well, I think you can go through life on autopilot if that's your thing. But everyone in this room wants something more. Like we're in this room literally in downtown Nashville, Tennessee, because we wanted more. And if you ever want more out of life, there's no way to do that on autopilot. And Mm -hmm. every successful person has a book. If you think about it, like mega successful people have books. And that's because they took a psycho-spiritual journey into becoming a better version of themselves to get to an end goal and i just don't i just don't think you can be your very very best without it i'm not saying you can't survive and have a lovely life
0: yeah but you can't do the things that we want to do and would nor like no, nobody in here has a normal life no yeah. like, no nobody in here uh, the people who are are on autopilot you couldn't do the things that we all do if we were on autopilot like we have to be weird we have to be out there to know that you're your own business and you're chasing your dreams and you might spend 20 years busting your ass for your dream and it never come true. There's, a, there's stories left and right up here of people who have been here forever and their dreams never come true. A lot more of those than the ones who actually make it. Yeah, but I think I like talking to those people because it's, it's the passion that they still have that they still think tomorrow might be my day. Yeah, Tomorrow well, might be my day.
1: And it's the only city in the world. I remember my first producer saying you can go from zero to Taylor Swift and like just the success we've had in songwriting this year. Like if you invest that kind of success correctly, you can live off of that for a really long time. And that's what people don't understand. It just takes a few to really, really have longevity in it. And like, I don't know that I'll, I'll always be a songwriter. Will I always be an artist? I have no idea. Like, I am, um, I just read Atomic Habits and he talks about, I can't, James Clear, I think is the author. He talked about more people need to fall in love with the process than the end goal.
2: Absolutely. So if
1: you wake up every day and you are in love with your life, literally he's like, I mean, do nothing with complacency. You wake up and you just give everything you've got like there is absolutely no way you're not going to be a successful human the goal might look different the end goal but like you're going to find happiness
0: Mm -hmm. you're supposed to enjoy the journey because you you might not ever even get to the end goal no that's the thing and what is
1: the end goal every time it's ever moving
0: that's what i think is beautiful about it though is i kind of like not knowing what the end goal is. same i don't i don't like knowing what's behind the door i Mm. just want to keep trying to open the door
1: same. I'm like, okay, I have these things that are really important to me. Songwriting, farming, um, relationships, my family, my faith. Like, those are really important. Connecting people. Like, something that I bond with Lee over a ton is, like, you and I love connection. We love, like, connecting people. We want our friends to be friends with our, our other friends. Like, yeah. That's big to me because it's like love is meant to be shared. Friendship's meant to be shared. I don't like these friends that are like, no, 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 that's my friend. It's like, well, that is just such a waste of like potential. You know, you don't know what those two people could create together.
0: True. Yeah. I would have hated to saw what happened if Lee came up, came up here and he just had one click. Like, <laughs> like- <laughs> it, it would suck.
3: I I, I'd, I'd hate to see who
0: that click was too, by the way. That uh, oh, yeah. uh, one group. Um, you're right. If you don't branch out up here, or just anywhere really, but especially up here, you don't know what you're missing.
1: My my gift has always been, I don't think it's my, my gift is my song. I don't <laughs> think that my gift is my song. I think my gift is the ability for connection. Like Josh knows, I, I wake up every day and I'll like complain about it, but I'll have 300 text messages. And it's like overwhelming, but it's also like I live in gratitude because I'm like 300 people took the time to text me today. And like, I can't get back to them all at once but like I made a connection with each one of those people at some time and that's really important to me and I want that to continue to be something that I put into this world and right now it's easiest to do through music
2: yeah can we talk about y'all's success as songwriters and like what you have coming up and some things that y'all have going on. He just on. took your podcast. Look at him hosting. Oh man. Look, Look at him hosting. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I want I, him to talk about no. it because well, I love I love them as a duo. I love them. I'm, their I'm music. glad
0: I'm glad you said that, honestly, because uh I am notorious for something. I'm notorious for not uh not 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 that I don't think the best of people, but I'm very cynical of people.
1: Sure. Very,
0: yeah. very I'm very bad about this. You are so much deeper than I thought you were going to be. You were way cooler. Was it than I the thought eyelashes? It, it pretty <laughs> much. It was the eyelashes, <laughs> the, the homelessness, the crocs, the home homelessness. It was. It was every bit of it. <laughs> no, um, it, it, it's just, I'm guilty of. I didn't think bad of you. It's just, it's like, okay. If you I did, did. I just thought that this was another Nashville girl. I really did. Uh, but no. now I understand why Lee likes you so much.
2: No, I just honestly, like the reason I'm like I'm excited about people hearing the yeah. music and that's why because I'm just like we talked about the Canadian Tuxedo. Their song Canadian Tuxedo yeah. is a fucking beast of a song. I'm it's glad awesome.
0: you asked is what I was just and saying. I I was over kind of in awe.
2: Yeah. I was
0: kind of in awe because I was wrong. I was wrong in the assumption that, that you or just another national. Kate is deeper. one of
2: the people I stayed on the phone with for like three hours. We're like, okay, I'm gonna send you this demo. It's very easy your
0: ass to stay on the phone for three know, hours. But yeah, but,
1: but we have like the, me too, because yeah. him and I are chatters, right? We're chatty Cathy's. but yeah. we, we like have, we have to solve something. Yeah. Or I was like, listen to this demo, listen to this yeah, demo. call me
2: back and let me know what you think. Yeah. yeah. What can I change? Mm-hmm. What can I do? We're you know.
1: constantly trying to take the craft and make it better. And that's like something that is so, like I, something I appreciate about Sam Hunt, another judge a book by its cover, but that man is so intelligent and he's a rewriter. Someone that writes, rewrites a song that much and cares that much. If anyone cared that much about anything that they did in life, we would have a different world.
0: A lot of people, uh, with the music that I normally listen to, they don't think I'm a Sam Hunt fan. Big Sam Hunt guy.
1: Oh, how can I'm, you I'm, not I'm, like the
0: art? Well, it's he's just different. He is. His stuff, like especially like this last one that he did uh, with 2016. Oh, rip my heart out. Is a fucking banger. Yeah. It, it, it might not sound like anything else I listen to, but it's a banger. And even the rest of the stuff on there, uh, on that album, they're good. If you listen to what's actually in the lyrics of his stuff, it's so good. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, we had a really, really like, big guy at, not big as in wide, but big as in an important person at Universal. Um, I told Josh, I said, I I kept begging Josh to listen to Montevello. and you were just, like, uh, skeptical. Yeah. And I said, you have to listen to the art. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to see, and so... We were having this conversation with one of the guys at Universal and he was like, really? If you took a Chris Stapleton song and you took a Sam Hunt song and you just... Because he had signed both of them. And look at the lyrics. The irony. Yeah. And he said, you just took all the music out. You took all the stigma out and you just slapped the lyrics up against the wall. He was like, one might argue that Sam Hunt is more country than Chris Stapleton. And it's like insane to think that. He's like, but you have to take everything else out away. And we're so... Like as humans, it's so hard for us to separate that.
0: Yeah, it's, I'm the, probably the world's worst about it because like, oh, we all me, are. Even me and Lee had to have a conversation <laughs> yesterday because I, I have to I have to remember that just because something isn't my cup of tea, I've got to look more into it. Like I yeah. have, mm-hmm. I have to look more into it and see the art behind it because I'm all the time telling folks you don't just listen to the single, you listen to the whole album. That's yes, where the sir. best stuff is going to come and there's a bunch of songs and some of the artists that I'm not the biggest fan of mm-hmm. but if you look at some of the other stuff that they do not just what you hear on radio or the first impression that you get of them they're actually really really talented and Insane. Yeah. and Sam Hunt it's one of those that I had to dive into mm-hmm. there, and there's a couple more but
1: yeah cuz I notoriously notoriously like I'm just like I feel like the women There's this huge argument with like women in country music right now, and it's just like they can't get played. And it's like those songs aren't going to stand the test of time. And so that's always my argument. But maybe my argument should be I need to take a second look and make sure like I've just had to be more open minded and start looking at the art versus like just being like, yeah, it's a girl pop song. Can't do it.
0: Yeah, Uh, (laughs) you know, you're you're definitely the right gender for the next big wave coming out of Nashville. Though I really do think that women badasses are the next big thing. Even if they
1: look like trash with Crocs, I
0: think you're going to have to look like trash with Crocs.
3: (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, you look at you talk about Lainey, you look at Priscilla, you look like there's a there's an authenticity that goes with that, and it's real versus the stereotypical yep. blonde like not to you know stereotype but <laughs> the stereotypical skinny blonde girl who does the same kind of pop country every time like it's it's different it's realer like
1: and
3: dirt, <laughs> realer dirt realer and, uh, and, it's dirtier
0: but yeah. i like that it's dirtier yeah I, I, I like that it's dirtier
1: we watched uh lee me and josh went to country stampede and we all played and there was these girls playing, and I'll never forget it. And they looked like they had just walked out of, like, the express fitting rooms. And they mm-hmm. were glitter everywhere. And I'm looking in, like, Lino's. We got caught in a rainstorm. Like, I literally, like, my jeans were 70 pounds because there was so much water hanging in the like ass pockets of them like we looked like trash and I'm looking around at like the demographic these girls are singing to they're like so clean you can tell like they've just been like you know perfectly hair and makeup before and I'm looking around at like the people that are not paying attention to them and it's like it's so much I wanted to scream at those girls, like, you're so good, you're so talented, but, like, look at who you're playing for. These guys have American flag onesies on and Crocs. They are not interested in your hair and makeup right now. Like, just Uh, sing them the song.
0: Yeah, well, and I don't mean it in a bad way. If I saw you on stage just sitting there about to do acoustic and dress the way that you're dressed, I'm probably going to pay you more attention – Than somebody who's like super dressed up anyway, because I would automatically, when I saw you think that you're getting by on your musical talent and you don't have to go by appearance. Yeah. Some people are just, you know, they're so fucking pretty. You can't help but look at them, but then they open their mouths and you're like, Oh, I don't want to hear this anymore. Yeah. But then, yeah. Say, you know, Trash Can Debbie over here. And <laughs> it's and it's like, if she's on stage right now and she looks like that, oh, she's got to be talented.
3: You I'm can gonna, be. I'm going to give her some of my attention. You can be too pretty to be an artist. Yes. Absolutely.
1: Uh, yeah, there's always been talk about that in this town.
3: Yeah. What What's that line from, you know that movie Almost Famous? Oh, I love that movie. Uh, what's that line? Your looks have become a problem. Yeah. <laughs> like, we yeah.
1: should write that as a song. Yeah,
0: Your looks have become a problem? Yeah.
1: That's like, pretty good. Yeah. Wow. We could write a song right here on this podcast. But wait, you ask a question. <laughs> no. Oh, you ask a question. Yeah. yeah what, oh. Yeah. You explain sort of what's happened in the last year because I feel like you're a better fact talker and I'm a better bullshitter.
3: Oh, not wrong. Um, <laughs> Josh is so fucking. Joking. He'll I'll, remember I'll keep like that in mind.
1: he'll remember the date, the timestamp, whatever, and I'll be like, this one time, yeah. somewhere <laughs> yeah. in a room. Oh, was that
2: 6 years ago? Fuck, I thought it was last week. Yeah. <laughs> this one Whatever. The band camp.
3: Um uh yeah, so I I mean, I actually originally just moved to town just to write and then when we got together, we started writing together. No, I was like,
1: what a joke, you're an artist. Look at you.
3: So, look at me. Uh my looks have not become a problem yet, though. Um <laughs> <laughs> But he has that extension. There's oh. still time. Oh, we can yeah. Come we back should to that. end. Uh, we are
2: definitely. Yes. That is how we should end the show we, we, we is will. the
1: extension story. Yeah. Oh, man. Because Everyone Lee was with us.
2: I wasn't um, there for the extensions. Oh, you weren't.
1: It was Brandon. Yeah, you're right. I was it probably hungover. You guys look just alike. <laughs> did you
0: say him and Brienne?
1: No, Brandon. It's a <laughs> Oh, I thought
0: you said Brianne. It was funnier <laughs> if you said Brienne.
1: <laughs> Huge fan of Brienne, also. She did Shout
0: out to Brienne. she did the show. Yeah. Her and this guy named Brian Martin. Yeah. Came in here the other night and did a show. Just the three of us while Lee was out of town. I'm infatuated. Same with her. Oh,
1: absolutely. I am
0: infatuated with her.
1: She, her story, her, like, the way she carries herself, everything about her is just like, how are you not massively famous? But I, I think it's just a matter of time.
0: She, uh, she told a lot of, like, her mental health battles, um, just her upbringing, everything on the show the other night. And I've got tons of people who have reached out wanting her social media, obsessed with her.
1: Yeah, she's she is so, so great. And I'm also, like, I just love artists that are real. And I also connect easier with artists that have had mental health problems because, yeah. like, that has been the great battle of my life. And, like, you either turn it into, like, your shit into fertilizer or you just keep muddying through. And she's someone that has, like, continually turned her story around.
0: Well, the, the thing, and I say it, and people probably get tired of hearing it on the show, is I really believe... Uh, when you go through a lot of trauma, yes. like all of us have been through, you either define your trauma or you allow your trauma to define you. Mm. Usually people that are very creative and uh, talented, whether it's music, comedy, whatever, they have took the worst experiences in their life and turned it into art to where other people let it destroy them.
1: Well, I'll, let, I'll be the first to admit that, like, I am here now, yes, and we, like have like these great things going on and a lot of it we can't even talk about, but I almost let my trauma define me. So like, I'm, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to lie about that. Like it almost took me down. You shouldn't, you should never. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to be like, yeah, you know, I survived it. It was like, no, I I barely survived it. And now I'm learning how to live.
0: Yeah. But see what the platform that, that you you're given yeah, is where the first time I ever shared my suicide attempt or why or anything, I had to get it off my chest. Like it was where it was part of my my therapy and everything else where I had to share it. So like five or six years ago, I I went, put it all over my social media accounts and all this type of stuff. And I was scared to death that people were just going to look down on me, think I was batshit crazy, all this other stuff. Complete opposite happened. People started reaching out uh, that I would have never, ever thought. Like guys I went to high school with that, sure. that played sports with and grew up. They had had the same battles, but they were scared shitless of talking about it. And for someone like you, you might have got like to the very tipping point or whatever, but you didn't tip. So when you start shit sharing your story, shit sharing, shit sharing.
1: That's my new thing.
0: Uh, yeah, when you start sharing that for folks, that's gonna. When the first time you get a message, and you probably already got it. But first time you're very open about your trauma and somebody messages you and says, thank you. Like, I needed that today. Yeah. It's it's better than all the oh, money in the changed world. Yeah, yeah, it's my life. Yeah. It makes you realize that, you know, we're all looking for a purpose. We all want to find a purpose. But what if we are our purpose? What if our story yeah. is, is the purpose to share?
1: I mean, and looking back now on the accident and, and the stuff with Josh's dad, and, again, I won't speak for Josh, but, like, it all seems so poetic in a sense, like that it was all meant to play out exactly as it did. It's just, you have to get far enough away from it to realize the bigger picture. And we're still, maybe not, we're still too close to it. It's, it's only been a couple years, but I'm interested to see what it looks like in five years, 10 years. Like what did it, what role did it end up playing? Who did we get to meet because of it? Who did we get to change because of it? Like who, you know, like there's just so much potential behind trauma and people don't realize that at first and i certainly didn't this is really the first time in my life where i've been like there's so much power behind this story absolutely
3: it certainly changed how we wrote and what kind of songs we wrote we we were were
1: done with the sad songs like
3: it's like we've already got enough sad in our life let's write something happy and bring a party
1: and that changed our lives that those songs are what are changing our lives and it's funny because that's what i mean about No, the party songs. Uh, That's what I'm saying. When you zoom out, you're like, oh, you see people like with so much joy when we play a show or they're just laughing or they're entertained. We opened for Diamond Rio. And I mean, like, these people were so excited about us and the songs, specifically the songs.
3: Yeah, that was, you know, like two, three weeks ago. And we drove up to Iowa and weren't really sure how we were going to be received or anything. But we got up there and one of the cues to me that it was working was just like we had people consistently laughing
1: yeah the whole crowd was just so engaged and it was like it took tragedy to get us to the funny songs that took us to this like beginning of success so it's like it's funny how those like i don't know trauma can just turn on a dime and become this like beautiful great thing where you're giving joy away and you certainly don't take joy for granted
0: absolutely all
1: right, tell the story now that Lee asked forever ago. Lee, right. it's your it's your turn.
0: Well, well before you end on that yeah. one, anything that y'all have coming up, any shows, uh, any releases of anything, now would be the time for you to tell the funny story and we end it.
2: Well, that's not where I wanted them to tell. So you hadn't even got to their. Well,
1: success. we can kind of tell about what we have coming up and what we have going on. Oh, okay. well, never all mind. Tie never
0: in. mind. Never mind. I thought you were going to tell the uh, mullet story.
1: That's how we'll end.
0: Okay. okay. Well, I fit,
1: got, fit I got can I they got also confused.
2: play a song? If you Y'all, if y'all, y'all song? got the stuff.
0: I have yeah, like I have a guitar, no right? voice, or like three. Um, of
1: them. um, let's let them have a clip of it. That's fun. Can, I can we
0: add can That's That's cool. we
1: throw a clip in? Yeah,
2: yeah. I can. Yeah. Add, I can. That's add cool. It. I'm just like brunch drunk Canadian tuxedo. These guys are so good
3: live. It's it's stupid. Yeah. All
1: right. We. Could, I mean, we'll play something. Yeah. If you. If you feel if if the Lord moves you.
3: I mean. Let me take a piss first. And then I'll no, you go ahead. Go ahead. Take a piss. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I will pause it while yeah. you take a piss.
1: Okay. Hi, ladies and gentlemen. We're Hasting and Co. And Josh is back from the pisser. So we're going to go ahead and finish this puppy up and tell you okay, what As- As-
0: going As- on. As- your radio voice sucks. I
1: know.
0: Your talking radio voice sucks. Your singing voice is beautiful.
2: Um, That's what makes it fun. I love <laughs>
1: oh, Ladies and gentlemen. All right. You want me to do it again?
3: No, fuck
2: no. It was good. All
1: right. Um, so tell them, like, what has... We... Actually, answer Lee's question. What's been going on?
3: Well, uh, I mean, we've been writing with... More more than anybody, we've been writing with a, a group of us for a number of years, uh, Priscilla Block and Sarah Jones. A group of us. Um, well, the, the four of us have written a lot of songs together. They've, they've written with us a lot of songs that we've put out, and... Uh, Y'all got,
0: y'all got one of Priscilla's big ones though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Y'all wrote one of Priscilla's big ones.
3: We did. Yeah, so last year with Priscilla um, blowing up on social media, you know she'd been going doing this for years, but that just happened to be the way that people finally found out about her. And she uh, recorded a few uh, songs that we wrote with her, and Wish You Were the Whiskey is, I mean, it's number eight on the highway right now. Yeah. Um, so that's been our first like real big cut. We have first
1: time ever hearing our song at the Opry. That was insane. That
3: was. I'd have cried crazy. like a baby. Oh, Dude. it was
1: like, <laughs> what is life? Literally this whole ride. But it turned our lives upside down overnight. Yeah.
3: And so then we wrote another one uh, that's on the EP, Heels in Hand, and we got another one coming out that she's been playing at every show now um, and getting a really cool reaction. But that's gonna be, I think, coming up. But I absolutely love that she blew up. Yeah. I,
1: She's the real deal.
0: I have not got to be around her a lot. The couple of times is because of Lee that I've actually got to meet her. And uh, just super talented. So, so sweet. Talented. Yep. And I, I love the fact that, once again, she doesn't look like every girl on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I love because there, there's so many people that have uh, asked her or asked me about having her on the show. And I just don't know her. I I'd love to have her on. Of I know
1: some people in I, this room I, that know her really well. I know,
0: well. I know. I
1: think we could make it happen.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, a lot of people just don't take this serious though. Yeah. Because they think because so many people do them, and then like I have to go above and beyond to be like, no, you don't understand. Like this isn't some dude in his basement. I've got a top 100 show on Apple. Yeah. At a 3.5 million. I mean, uh,
1: I we have to do the same thing when we're at a writer's round. Yeah. Like we have to be like, "Yo, we've got like major cuts." But do you it's know like, who I am?
3: <laughs> do you know who I think I am? Um, and self promotion does not come naturally to me. I will say that, or it yeah. shouldn't
1: come naturally to anyone. But it, there is that thing where you have to like prove yeah, you what got, you're yeah. working with, and yeah. that's like, that's I, so funny because it's it, the same in it's music. Weird.
0: <laughs> it's weird. It's uh, weird. But no, I mean, I just I like that she's blown up, and it's real cool the fact that y'all are a big part of it.
1: I think her and I gravitated towards each other. Um, and actually, this song, we were explaining to my mom while we were at the farm that her and I have always had to work for it. Like, we were never the hot girl. We were always kind of like the quirky, weird girl, you yeah. know, whatever. Um, cool and so, like The best girls, are. Well, it, it, it's different when you're in those shoes. But yeah, when you got to work for it, it feels different. <laughs> but my mom said, well, at least you didn't peak in high school. And the song she has coming out that we all wrote together, we went right upstairs and wrote it at the farm is called peaked in high school. And it's kind of about that experience. So everything we write with her is super honest. But, um, the cool thing is one of the first songs we ever wrote with and Sarah Jones, let's, we, we've got to give her a credence. She is our fourth in every song or like, that we write mostly. And, She's the most normal looking, normal acting person. And I just want her to like wear like a meat dress or something really strange to the CMAs because she's gonna win all these awards for like thick thighs save lives. It's gonna be this like totally normal human holding up all these CMAs for the weirdest songs that were ever written, brunch drunk, PMS, like
0: I feel like everybody's gonna think we called everyone in Nashville ugly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just over here thinking about it. And it's just like I hope they're not taking this the wrong way. And it's like, oh, you're just, just some other ugly girl. If you're girl.
1: if you're triggered, there's a deeper issue. Look, <laughs> exactly. every time,
0: exactly. Like
1: if I'm triggered, I have to look inward because it's always about me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, mm. it has to
0: be. You'll, ha- <laughs> yeah. you'll have to tell me more about the one peaking after high school or peaking in high school after this. I've got to go to my class reunion on Friday, and uh, I'm excited. Like they messaged me. And uh, was asking, was I coming? And I realized, like, I'm the most famous person in my class. Hell yeah, in the flu. It's like, oh, all oh, y'all can kiss my big fat ass now. I probably, I used to wouldn't have went. Like, I probably would have been like, I, don't want I to just
2: missed my 20 year class This is year, my man. 15.
1: I want yeah. you to walk in, like I envision it in slow mo. Just you yeah, know? and what's
0: crazy is like some of the guys I play or I grew up with, playing ball with, they played. Minor League Baseball, we've got like one or two doctors out of our class and stuff. And then my fat ass is going to walk in there and just be like, fuck all
1: you guys. Right. Um. Like I should have been most likely to
0: succeed.
3: I'd just like to say I'm also the most famous person in my high school class, but that's because I was homeschooled.
1: Uh, (laughs) I knew it was. I was like, here's the worst joke ever. Let's go. Yeah.
3: I like it, I like Well, we voice. would
1: tell you more about Peaked in High School, but I actually don't know how much anyone's supposed to know. Our, so we're living in this, like, um, like what would you call NDA it? NDA
3: like, world. Yeah, where it's like we agreement. don't know what
1: we're allowed to tell people and what we're not. So what we can say about the song that... What do you want to end on this song, I, or?
2: No, we still had to tell a, the the mullet story. Yeah. Mullet we'll story end with the mullet thing. story. This, okay, whatever you're about to play.
1: Yeah, yeah. whatever. Just, what we're about to play, we had to take offline for um, a very big reason, a good reason. Um, but it was the first song that we wrote with Sarah and Priscilla that I was just like. This is like the beginning of who we are, That's and cool. so um, it felt so good. It still feels the same way, like watching people's reactions when we played out. So this is called brunch drunk,
2: and Priscilla and them are in the music video and everything. Oh yeah, people, it's yeah. it's just
1: a giant it's a party. shit show. <laughs> Got a hell of a hangover hanging over from last night It's like a wrecking ball, I need an IV a lot I could lie and say I'm never gonna drink again But everybody knows how that story ends Besides, I got a cure and it's the latest trend
3: Call up all of my friends
1: We're gonna get brush,
3: drug
1: Pour a little OG in my champagne doll Keep on coming We're about to turn up Ain't even noon And all I want to do Is hold on to last night's best And get brunch Drunk I got chicken and waffles Soaking up the alcohol It's a good thing They've got two for one Sell three Y'all my best friend's chillin' at a high top sipping on a Bloody Mary with a celery stick And Kahlua and my coffee should do the trick yeah, get us on our way Get a little brunch Drunk Pour a little O.J. in my champagne Don't stop Keep on coming We're about to turn up Ain't even noon And all I wanna do is hold on to last night's buzz And get drunk Alright, here's the part of the story that's like we did some field research on. Brunch, drunk. If you're looking like a hot mess wearing last night's dress, brunch, drunk. If you're making best friends with a bachelorette, you're brunch. Drunk, If your bike is chasing your eggs and bacon If you're already calling in late for Monday Cause you were in the middle of Sunday Funday Brunch Drunk Pour little OG in my champagne, champagne. do stop I keep on coming Keep on coming Brunch, Brunch. Drunk poor a little OG in my champagne, champagne. do stop I keep on coming. We're about to turn up. Ain't even noon, and all I wanna do is hold on to last night's buzz and get brunch drunk.
2: Everybody's getting brunch
3: drunk. The whole world's getting brunch drunk. Your mom's getting brunch drunk.
1: Woo! yeah, That's
0: good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I bet y'all are fun as fuck to go watch. Oh, you awesome. I are I you. Hot. I bet it is fun. I what bet are you doing fun.
1: October 22nd? Because that is the dip, D-I-P, not to be confused with dibs. It's dip. Yep. Dip. The dip release, our next single, is October 22nd. We're going to be having it at the local with the freak show. There's going to be tons of big talent there. Um,
0: I might, yeah. I might make it.
1: Oh, you I'm should come. That, right? You might should come because <laughs> Lee's playing. He never knows playing. when he's playing, but he'd be there. They're
2: just like, "You gonna be there?" I was like, "Foot, that's." An we'll hour. roll
1: that recliner right down the street with no shame. You're gonna yes. have to.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: he just shows up in that.
2: He'd better be glad it doesn't
0: have like wheels on it. Oh uh, 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 yeah, it is Turn a it matter a of. I will be
2: rolling to the fridge I know you would. <laughs> <laughs>
3: just like cross that with one of those like. Uh, electric wheelchairs, just have a little yeah. joystick mm-hmm. and he can just go I, everywhere. I mean, there
1: has to be <laughs> such a thing.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, y'all, I bet going to watch y'all, I would be good. I just thought y'all's energy with that is enough to where, it's a, it's a whole show. And, like,
1: don't let my sobriety tell you that I don't party. I will out-party everyone in this room. Yes, you will. I'll be the last to leave. I'm also the last to show up, so it makes sense. I was (laughs) told
0: that
3: about you already.
1: Yeah, like, I'm going to be 30 minutes late, just playing on it.
3: You were described by a girl, right? She said her drunk was you sober.
1: Yeah, she's like, you sober is like me drunk. And I was like, okay, I'll take it. That's like, Why not? Okay, so we're closing out on the mullet story because this sober chick is hungry.
2: Can I'm we just hungry. say that Josh is an earth angel? An earth and angel. And also,
1: can we shout out to Lee because as soon as I met you, I was like, I don't even care what his songs sound like. We're cutting them. And we are actually going in next week to cut one of Lee's songs.
2: With... Can you tell them who the producer is and what he's done? We're not telling anything right now. Okay. I'm just saying. Secrets
1: all across the board.
2: So, yeah. So, that's like um, a huge thing for me, man. These guys have huge things going on as a songwriter. I didn't even know they liked me. Like, I know that everybody, we're all friends when we're at the bar. (laughs) No one likes Lee. We're all friends when we're at the bar, but I didn't know, like, did they reach down there. Professional-wise. Yes, I I, I thought I was just the fat, funny guy at the bar that everybody enjoys hanging out with. But the fact that they reached out and were like, "Yeah, we don't do outside cuts. Like we don't sing other songs that other people wrote that we didn't write," and they Unless reached out and they're like, dang good. "Yeah, they're like, but we're cutting your shit because we love you and your stuff." And I was like, "Man, that I, I is... I keep
0: telling him, and he, and he just he's does a star." It. Yeah, I keep I literally have had to tell him this story all the time because I feel like for some reason he just needs to hear it every once in a while, but. Every time someone is on my show that is has anything to do with music, yeah, they might not even know that me and Lee are as close as we are. Yeah. Everyone brings Lee Tucker up. I know <laughs> every single mm-hmm. show. You're it, so it is infamous. ridiculous. Everyone loves him. I know. And and it's not just because you're the fat funny fucker.
2: It's because you're good <laughs> at what you do.
0: Yeah. But
2: for it's like validation, I guess. Yeah. It's them validate because you hear you're good. It doesn't matter what you do in life. If the people that are closest to you and friendly people are going to tell you that, but to have somebody on their level and as much as I respect them as people and artists and I love them yeah. for them to reach out, it means so much. So mm-hmm. that's what I was getting at is that I do appreciate you too. And I love you guys a bunch. Love you, buddy. We love yeah. you.
1: Yeah. I was like, like for the longest time, I just like, I need constant entertainment just like, because I'm so <laughs> ADD and Like, not that you aren't entertaining. It's just, like, I always have, like, I need, like...
2: Boring one? No, it's
1: just, like, there's ping-pongs going off in my head. And so, like, I used to hang out with Priscilla 24-7, and that was my source of entertainment. When they started going on the road, I'm like, what am I going to do? And then I was like, Lee... Do you want to go with us to the Country Stampede? And yeah. just like that, I got a boys. flight
2: booked like literally an hour
1: yeah,
0: before was, like, I got on the plane. Us. I can't get you that's to go it. fucking play golf with me yes. at the drop of a hat. But you'll be like, I'm just going to book a plane ticket and go to Country Stampede. Yeah, well, that's he why ended why up being the dang
1: yeah. star of the show. The VIP tent was yeah, eating yeah, I didn't out even of know his hand.
2: Yeah, I got invited. like, you want to play at the VIP table right before Ashley McBride and Luke Holmes? And I'm like, well, fuck, I reckon if y'all going to make me. <laughs> So I end up going in there and just, yeah.
1: And the guy that he was playing with, I won't mention his name, but he was like legit had that spot. And Lee just like comes in randomly. No, he
2: asked me that guy. No, I know. And it was like. But it was
1: like his spot and the owner of like. One of the owners of the venue comes up to me and they're like, who is that playing? And I give them the guy's name that it was his actual spot because that was the right thing to do. And they're like, no, 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 the other one. I'm like, oh, that's Lee Tucker. They're like, he going to be playing here next year. I'm like, that's why I would never. And like, if I was just an average dude country singer, the last person I want on my round is Lee Tucker. Like, I know what we have. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we're solid in what we do. It's like, so I want Lee to play with us every time because it just sweetens the deal. We're all in like kind of the same boat. But if I'm some male country singer, I'm not putting Lee on stage with
2: me.
0: I'd be scared of him.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd
0: be scared of like, him. I'm the most
2: harmless play? person. I just well, want everybody to laugh. It's, it's, I know. I get it. Yeah, it's, You're, like, not God, just, don't it, like, you're yeah. the whole
0: thing. You're <laughs> yeah. good at what you do, but you're entertaining. <laughs> right. And you'll tell somebody to shut the hell up in the crowd so you can play. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, have
2: gotten drunk and been known to do that. <laughs> like I can I can put the guitar down and come get fucked up with y'all or you can shut the fuck up and listen to this song. There's no sense in me singing and you not
1: I've
0: heard it too many times. Yes. I have heard But he has it a point. Times. It's no, hard, hard right. to sing over people. Yeah, yeah, I he's the one that made me start respecting that yeah. with people when I go to writers rounds or whatever I do. And I've done got to where I get aggravated with people and I'll be like, Look, if you're if you're gonna be around me, you're gonna have to shut up or please go sit somewhere else because I came here to hear. it. Yes. What's going on?
1: That's why you're going to be there October 22nd at the local in Nashville, Tennessee. My liver is not going to have time to
0: recover from 10 days.
2: November 21st, right? October 22nd. But Priscilla Block playing the Grand Ole Opry. Yes. November
1: 21st. You've got another chance.
2: I'm supposed to
0: be up here for that week anyway. That's Sturgill week. Yeah, you're right. Sturgill week. Yeah, we're
1: it's going just to see an entire week.
2: Sturgill Simpson is <laughs> playing the rhyme that week, uh, so yeah. it's, I,
0: I'll get uh, I'll probably get a ticket. You got to see Priscilla then.
2: Yes. Yeah. We well, we just got our tickets. Me and Jeff and Mariah just got our tickets yeah. yesterday. Yeah. And so so
1: and we did too. So mm-hmm. I feel like so it's a must. Well, will
0: this be the first time she's played it? No,
2: no, second time.
0: Okay. I didn't know. I didn't so want to see great. her cry. i will I'd cry. She'll still cry. I'll cry. We'll all cry. <laughs> And I'm
1: a cry baby. Even if she doesn't cry, my songs, I'll cry I wish you would play Peaked in high school and then all of your questions would be answered.
0: Nice. No, cool. We, we, we'll do that later. All right. We'll play Peaked and I, <laughs> I want to hear the because uh, I'm getting my
2: fat ass getting hungry too. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah.
1: I'm hungry. And so I, I let's, want, let's wrap with the monster. And us. we got
2: to tell them about Dip though. When's Dip coming I out? Did, I uh, said
1: Dip comes out October 22nd. Pre-save. Oh yeah. pre pre-ad. People That's don't right. realize how important that is for the artist as far as like who's distributing your music as far as where you're ranking how you're charting so pre-save pre-ad we're going to be doing lots of like random pop-up giveaways on our socials this week we always have good prizes if you come to the local and you show proof of pre-ad pre-save you're going to get go home with tons of swag so it's worth it it's worth it it's worth it dip comes out october 22nd it's our favorite song well, my favorite song that we've written in a really long That's time. That's the one you
0: played for me and Lee in the car the other day, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Wailing Guitars, you I very much liked it. I finally it awesome.
1: gave in to Josh's rock guitar <clears throat> request, so here we are.
0: I think it sounded Thank good. You. Yeah. I think it sounded really good.
1: It's got that hearty vibe.
0: Mm-hmm. This my... All right, tell all its story yeah, go, go so we ahead, can eat. They told me before. That we started, and this was the only way you could end it because it's so fucking good. This is, this is
3: funny. <laughs> so uh,
1: it's s- sad too.
3: Starting uh, what March of 2020 back like See?
1: he's going to tell it like a history book. Yeah. Uh,
3: back when quarantine started, I, you know, growing up, my parents wouldn't let me uh, have long hair, so I decided to finally, you know, if I was going to be stuck inside for a prolonged period of time, I was just going to start growing my hair out. So I grew it out. Only had one cut for. Um, one trim over the course of like a little over a year, and then this last May, we were headed down to Key West, Florida, for the Key West Songwriters Festival, and uh, we were scheduled to record our next music video for our, as of now, our our most recent single release called SPFU, um, and uh, <laughs> which was a whole lot of fun, but. The day before we started shooting, uh, Kate looked at me we were sitting in the hotel. She's like, Hey, you, uh, your hair's looking really shaggy. I need you to trim it up and and get it looking good. So she finds a salon on the Island and about four of us hop in our friend's truck and we, we head over there and, uh, yeah, it was the, the guy cutting my hair did not speak very good English first off, um, and he you know lined up my beard and, you know did the sides everything was fine but then he got to the back and he was trying to understand what I wanted and I told him you know kind of how to shape it whatever but leave the length and he did not listen or did not understand and just chopped six inches off my hair <laughs> 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 and so no longer had a mullet and walked out and I'm just trying to, like, I'm inwardly, I'm panicking. I'm trying to remain as calm as possible. But I'm like, I'm just going to have to deal with this. And it, I'm not going to look anything like I wanted to. And Kate uh, could tell that I was really disappointed. I was like,
1: oh, my God. Are you going to go emo on us? I cannot.
3: You got to have a mullet for the music video, yeah. man. So she. Uh, how did I
1: she... didn't. Joff, our friend Joff, Googled hair extensions. He's because the one. I, well, I, he's like who found the place because I was like, "Look, everything. This is 2021. Literally, whatever you want can be fixed. So, if you've Not got a everything. problem, well, <laughs> almost everything. Okay, I mean, <laughs> almost everything. Ugh, can I guess we're lot right of money Well, you, can, you can get? It.
3: <laughs> but uh, they they found this other salon on literally at the same building on the opposite side. We walk around. And I realize what they're doing and I'm like, guys, it's cool. I don't need this. Like, I'll I'll do no, it. No,
1: you were way more willing no, no, no. than you're acting, no. but okay.
3: And so the three of them walk in, walk directly to the back. There's like two people working. There's one customer inside. And they walk up to the owner of this salon and go, Can you do a mullet extension on my friend right now? And she
1: goes, Yeah, sure.
3: <laughs> they explain the whole situation. Yeah. She gets all excited. She runs in the back and comes out with like an armful of hair. And uh, like they sit me down and I spend an hour getting mullet extensions. And, and so and, he uh, had
1: tape and extensions during the music video. And let me tell you, like, that's not the concerning part. The concerning part was the six weeks after, (laughs) where the, like, glue was just, like, kind of hanging on. And we're all like, Josh, you need to get glue remover." He's like, they're almost out. And I'm like, ugh. And then in Country
2: Stampede, when it was raining, and you can see the tape. (laughs)
3: You
1: want to talk about the trashiest band? He had, like tape-ins, like kind of hanging out. My eyelashes were the least of those people's concerns. (laughs) He had glue running down his (laughs) neck with these, like, rat tails. And then our
2: friend Ryan got thrown off the back of a golf cart. Oh my gosh, yeah,
1: and he hit his head. (laughs) Cracked his head. We
2: thought he was going to have a concussion, and we're just like drinking ranch waters in the rain. What are
0: those? Everybody up here drinks those. I've never seen them before.
2: It's basically tequila, lime, seltzer, kind of Thing, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Ugh. yeah I, don't I don't know. know but Kristen the, Kelly the,
3: is
2: sponsored, I believe, by Ranch Water. Dude,
3: the spicy <laughs> the one is really legit. No. That's what yeah. she wanted me to get her at the bar I hate last the night. Spicy, one. yeah. I can't do it. Yeah, uh, it's like well, drinking
2: alcohol in your uh, hot sauce. I I'm hungry,
1: eat. so we should go get Ranch
0: Water. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we're <laughs> finished We're getting off this, but uh, but no. Thank y'all for for coming to do this. And yeah, I, thank And you. I, and yeah. I, and I, and I wish y'all the the best of luck and. No, it was a play. I'm sorry that I had uh preconceived notions that you were gonna be uh, A flop rat. I don't know what I thought you were gonna be. An airhead, just ditzy, whatever. Way deeper, way cooler than that. And Josh, I honestly didn't think you liked me the first time I'm like the first couple times. He I was has resting
1: on. bitch face.
0: <laughs> I'm just so talkative though, and I'm around people that are talkative. So like yeah. when Josh someone doesn't he's like I didn't
2: what? think he liked me either.
0: So I really did <laughs> so when someone doesn't really talk, it's like, oh, this guy hates me. Yeah, because I talk a lot. Yeah, uh, and they don't. They're like, why don't you He's discuss- just always
1: like,
3: I'm just at once you get to know me, uh, yeah. I'm I'm a lot more talkative. But at the yeah. beginning, I'm a little. Oh
0: yeah, you've You're been like, you've been more? way cooler. You've been say, way like, cooler. Once today. you
1: get to know me, I talk. I don't think <laughs> I would be like. Once <laughs> you get to know me, I'm a lot more talkative. That's a bit of yeah. an overleaf. <laughs> but we're Hastings and Co. Why can't every podcaster be like you?
0: Because I uh, wouldn't be unique then. It's got to be different. And last thing, you got to tell them your social media handles.
1: Everything is at Hasting and Co. H-A-S-T-I-N-G-A-N-D-C-O. Except for our website, which is HastingCo. H-A-S-T-I-N-G-C-O dot com. But you want to go to our Instagram. There's always something weird going on and our TikTok. Um, we are just kind of weird. Wouldn't you say? No,
0: I love it. If you haven't figured that out by now. Yeah. I like weird. Yeah. We'll we'll all fit in good. And uh, for all of y'all, go download their music. Don't forget to look up Lee Tucker, too. Yes. And uh, (laughs) hey, we'll catch y'all later. (laughs)